Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show it is the rob carson show hello and welcome to it i hope you had a glorious weekend i had a glorious glorious weekend i'll give you all the details as the uh, as the show progresses but i do want to mention one thing in case you've been through the <clears throat> the physical hell that i've been through in the last uh, 24 hours in this season i don't know what the deal is but it's been terrible uh, as far as allergies are concerned. I never had them before in my life. Never. It must be. It's climate change. Son of a gun. They were right. The Democrats were right. It's all been climate change. I was wrong. Oh, my God. It was slavery. Slavery caused my allergies. All those white people. Oh, God in heaven. No, actually, it's just a bad year for allergies. And, uh, and this is the headline. It's the worst week of the year for asthma and allergy sufferers. And I went into the, the belly of the beast. I went into southwest Iowa where there's uh, beans and corn being harvested. So all that dust was in the air. And uh, consequently, yesterday, I mean, I spent the entire day, an entire box of Kleenex driving from Omaha, Nebraska to Kansas City just for what was going on in the nose. And then when I got home, I slept for four hours, got up for an hour, and slept for 12 more. That's just the way it Literally, it took me four. I don't think I should have done four, but uh, four Claritin to knock down one allergy attack yesterday. Finally got past it. Nasal spray, Claritin. I did like uh, Hunter Biden. I, I chopped him up and I snorted him off of a mirror with a dollar bill. Just because anything to... <laughs> it's just like in the, in the uh, My Son Hunter movie, just to get rid of those allergies. But anyway, apparently... Uh, the, the third week in September, which is where we are, I guess, or you know, is the peak week for ER visits related to the conditions as uh, illnesses like the flu surge and pollen counts reach seasonal highs. So I never got to the point that I needed to go to the hospital. And dear God, how bad does your allergy have to be to get you to the hospital? But that's what I've been going through this weekend. So if you're going through that, then uh, then uh, God bless you because it is not fun. It has not been fun at all. But I am feeling um, I'm feeling much better this morning. And, and again, despite my suffering this weekend, my heart was in 
Martha's Vineyard. My heart was in Martha's Vineyard thinking of those poor people who had to endure 50 illegal aliens for about 24 hours. They had to literally feed them. It was a pizza party, but it was apparently uh, very stressful for the people of Martha's Vineyard who have never seen brown people uh, descend from a bus without a leaf blower strapped to their back. It was very troubling for them. It was very, very hard for the people of, of Martha's Vineyard to see brown people walking around if they weren't riding on the back of a self-propelled mower or uh, or laying some sort of uh, landscape pavers or had a, uh, a leaf blower strapped to their back. They didn't know what the hell to do, quite honest. They were like, Jose, uh, are you here to input in the uh, the new uh, uh, the new perennial garden and uh, and also the new bed for the, what the hell are those things my wife calls them there, uh, these little plants, uh, they're not perennials or something. Anyway, are you here to put those in? No, no, I escaped uh, Venezuela because Joe Biden said that I could come here and I could uh, get all sorts of riches and be put up in hotels and whatnot. Uh, well, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jose, you're going to have to go to uh, to this uh, airfield nearby, the old Cape Cod uh, uh, military base, because we we can't have your kind here on uh, on Cape Cod. I mean, or not well, Cape Cod should be next, by the way, <clears throat> but on Martha. Vineyard, don't you understand this? We have a high housing crisis in Martha's Vineyard. Did you realize that Martha's Vineyard, now that everybody has left for the winter season, they came there and they summered there, including uh, including Barack and Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, when she she said that when she was a kid, white people moved out of her neighborhood because her family lived there because they were black. Um, I hate to tell you this, Michelle Obama, if you moved in next door to me, I would sell my house immediately because you're an insufferable, arrogant twit, and you've never done anything in your life. So I would move the hell out as soon as you moved in. I wouldn't even bother. And and listen, we just had some biracial couple moving across the uh, street. I made them banana bread for crying out loud. I made them, uh, what else did I make? Cornbread. I made, uh, oh, hell, hell. Took them over some of my pickled peppers. You know, all of that stuff. Michelle Obama, if she moved into the neighborhood, I'd be like, God, I am out of here because she's insufferable, and I don't like to live near snobs. So anyway, there's, uh, there's all of that going on. Uh, and, of course, uh, it's really amazing to me with regard to Martha's Vineyard, after all of the suffering that has happened to the American people with the breached southern border that has caused uh, border towns to descend into chaos and hell, And when a little tiny taste of that goes to Martha's Vineyard, they get all butthurt about it. And honestly, there is no better example of them versus us than I could possibly imagine. Last night, you saw them and us again, or this weekend, you saw them and us again. You see, Washington, D.C., they spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And while they tell us to do things, to, for instance, be border towns, or us to uh, to put in... Uh, stupid charging stations for stupid electric cars that nobody wants, then Washington, D.C. can continue to drive around in their motorcades of big SUVs. Them versus us. We should suffer the slings and arrows of an overabundance of illegal immigration created by policy to upset the balance of power and presumably also to... uh, to, uh, 
overthrow the country using the principles of Cloward and Piven. Overwhelm the system uh, to cause it to collapse. Because there are a whole bunch of Marxists in this country who want the country to collapse. They've always hated America. They're spoiled and entitled little twits. And uh, and that's what they've been trying to do. And uh, this time, the us went to them. And they got all hurt about it. And you know what sort of pity I have for anyone in Martha's Vineyard with regard to the 50 illegals sent to the place that for decades has been virtue signaling about how equal they are and how awesome they are and how illegal people are allowed here. There is no such thing as an illegal person. But as soon as they arrive on their doorstep, then this happens. This is what happens to the Washington, D.C. elite. This is what happens when, they, uh, <clears throat> when the illegals, when the dirty, smelly, deplorable people come to their neck of the woods. This is so cruel and, and so unnecessary, so uncalled for, and so brazen, uh, it shocks the conscience of any fair-minded human being. This tactic... Now, this is Joy Reid. Now, Joy Reid, she's an avowed racist. She says our country is racist. She says that, uh, you know, we have uh, much, uh, much, uh, we have to make up for all the slavery of the past and all of these things and everybody's bad and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And here she is defending the whitest place in America, the whitest place in America, where the truly elite, truly, I mean, they live, I believe Black Lives Matter, their their next mansion will be purchased in Martha's Vineyard while not spending any thing on solving the problems uh, in inner city America with regard to black on black violence. But here's Joy Reid. Joy Reid, literally. I mean, I could make an analogy, uh, you know, about somebody living on, uh, you know, uh, property who's owned somebody else and doing the bidding of the person in charge, you know, to defend all the, you know, the whiteies, the rich whiteies, the, the aristocracy on Martha's Vineyard. But I won't. I'll just let Joy go ahead and tell you. Christian rights politicians like DeSantis, Arizona's Doug Ducey, and Greg Abbott of Texas. Sounds like she's carrying Whitey's water for us. Is about as not for me, actually. I'm not a Martha's Vineyard type. Unchristian as it gets. Stephanie, that is not a political stunt. That is an act of evil. And it is an act of I'm thinking uh, fentanyl being flooded in over the border while the White House knowingly uh, allows it to happen and 107,000 people dying, not from overdose, from murder last year. I'm thinking that's pretty evil. Evil being done by evil men. I'm thinking sex trafficking of children across the border by the tens of thousands and indentured slavery by young men who have to uh, spend the rest of their lives working as drug mules to get across the border. I'm thinking that's pretty evil, especially since the U.S. government, the Democrat Party, and the elites in Washington, D.C. are ignoring it. That's pretty evil. Some politicians would rather not only have an issue, but exactly. Is that Hillary Clinton? Doesn't she have a place in Chappaqua? Surveyed it to the extent of literally human trafficking, as you said. Now, I believe her husband flew on a jet airliner with a renowned pedophile and a guy who actually uh, uh, rustled up uh, young women for sex with famous people. And uh, and I believe, you know, he, he died in prison. Uh, he supposedly killed himself. But uh, uh, I believe while this guy was sex trafficking minors for the, uh, the world's elites, that uh, Bill Clinton was on his jet airliner to his private island over 20 times and sending them to destinations because you want to own in a country where I want oh, oh here goes hold on this was Mika Brzezinski straying into super stupid territory with a fetus in some- okay let's try this again hold on let me start that again I want you to hear it in all of its glory and 
because you want to own in a country where a woman with a fetus inside of her with no brain has to travel a thousand miles. Okay, was she talking about the woman not having a brain or the fetus not having a brain? A woman with no brain having to leave with a fetus, and I'm, I'm confused. To get an abortion. Look, here is short Ron DeSantis and, frankly, Greg... A thousand miles to get an abortion? Really, 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 really? Greg Abbott and Doug Ducey. We hate immigrants. Get the F out, and we will help <laughs> you get the F out. Wow. Wow, that is just elitism, Anna. I'm John Kerry, reporting for deportation duty. Classic. While I went to Martha's Vineyard. Jim Gossett. To hang with my liberal friends. As John Kerry. To my surprise, it was overrun by illegal aliens. Those brown people. It's okay for illegals to invade your hometown. But as hypocrites at Martha's Vineyard, we don't. We don't want them around. <laughs> yeah. But it's all right now. They were hauled off to Cape Cod. No way, Jose. Liberal <laughs> concern for illegals. It's a it's a big facade. It's your problem. Yes, it's all right now. <laughs> da, 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 da. The National Guard was sent to do 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 our fake concern. I wonder. Wonder where it went. Well, you know, it went out the window because you know what? They can stay in your neck of the woods, but certainly not in uh, lovely Martha's Vineyard. And I just want to tell the people of Martha's Vineyard, and I know you don't care, I will never freaking come to Martha's Vineyard ever, 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 unless we establish a beachfront and overtake it. Uh, other than that, uh, no, I, I not, don't even want to go there. Not even want to go there. All right, so I've got a lot of stuff to share with you. I had a delightful uh, weekend and uh, got to reconnect with. With, uh, with my past and with people who uh, don't get the chance and never had the chance to do their work remotely during COVID. They just work all year round to feed the pathetic, sorry, fat asses of people who live in Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard. So I got all of that coming on. Plus, uh, you know, I'm going to probably take a Claritin during the break. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is an epic edition of The Rob Carson Show. cities they told us to hate america is founded well we're not only saying no we're saying hell no it's the rob carson show this is so cruel and and so unnecessary so uncalled for and so brazen uh it shocks the conscience of any fair-minded human being this tactic by supposedly Christian rights politicians like DeSantis, Arizona's Doug Ducey, and Greg Abbott of Texas, is about as unchristian as it gets. Do you notice that uh, nobody said a damn thing about illegals being shipped overnight? 70-plus plane loads of illegals flown by Joe Biden's federal government into Newark, New Jersey overnight. Thousands of bus tickets to places all over the country. And nobody got all butt hurt until Martha's Vineyard was, uh, was uh, uh, invaded by 50 illegal aliens. Oh, my goodness. Honestly, I just am so done with them. I am so done with them. 
We are us. We have been abused. We have been through abuses and usurpations the founders never even dreamed of. And then, ultimately, when we give the, uh, the very wealthy and entitled a little what fur, then the world ends to them. They go caterwauling, and the world is ending. Oh, my God, everything's awful. Oh, you know, nonsense. Send millions. Send millions. Let them feel what they voted for. Let New York City feel what they voted for. Let San Francisco feel what they voted for. Let all of these places who who boldly declare that they're sanctuary cities looking down their noses at the rest of us who realize the folly of a porous border and what it can do to your sovereignty and what a sacred duty it is for the federal government to enforce it. But when it comes home to the bastions of the elite, suddenly it's a big problem. Unbelievable. Send millions. Send millions. Upset the balance of power. Have people sleep in tents on streets. Hey, listen, at Washington, D.C., you can handle it. You had no problem with Occupy Washington. You had no problem with it. I was in Washington, D.C. when Occupy Washington happened, and all of these idiots came to Washington, D.C., these leftists paid for by George Soros and others to camp out, smoke weed, and sexually assault all the women in the camp. Uh, trust me, I know this. I was in the heart of D.C. I hosted the Turkey Trot. Uh, it was a big fun run for Thanksgiving. And I remember that morning, my son got verbally assaulted by a jackass in one of the parks who was from Occupy who yelled at my son just for being there as I smelled pot smoke wafting from the encampment. So Washington, D.C. has more than enough public space to allow uh, derelicts. I'm not saying that illegals are derelicts, but I'll just use the word derelicts to camp out, use public services, and uh, crap on the ground. Okay, so Washington, D.C. has all their perfectly fine. They're very selective with their outrage. The left is very select with their outrage. It's amazing. Portland, they let Portland burn. They, uh, they, they allowed the left to attack the federal courthouse in Portland. They allowed cities across America to burn. But 50 illegals who were told by the Biden administration through policy that they would be allowed to come to the United States and stay. Martha's Vineyard gets all sorts of upset. When the little towns and the little people, we're not border towns. We're not border towns. That was the thing that you heard from the elites. We're not border towns. New York is not a border town. Chicago's not a border town. Looking down their noses at the border towns and the, and the hell on earth that Washington, D.C. policies and leftist policies have made into border towns. Border towns used to be sleepy enclaves. You know, you go down there. I got a, a ex father in law who uh, lives down there in uh, Brownsville, you know, and it was a it was a sleepy border town, you know, and you'd drive across the uh, the the you know the border there, and you'd do a little shopping and whatever, and then you'd come back across. But now uh, now we've got ranchers and farmers and people finding dead bodies. We've got we've got one uh, small border town where the mortuary is so filled with people they've got rotting corpses waiting because of all the drownings. Nobody there to, to take care of them. Nobody to uh, pay for the funerals and whatnot. And then Martha's Vineyards gets mad because they have to order little Papa John's for 50 illegals before they literally use the military. Listen to this. <clears throat> this is what makes it even better. So not only does Martha's Vineyard reject 
the 50 illegals where they have room literally after everybody's vacated for the winter months because they go to their other homes they have a they have room for 150,000 beds 150,000 beds in Martha's Vineyard yet Martha's Vineyard gets so butthurt I'm going to use the word butthurt a lot today because it's very powerful it, it's exactly what's happened uh, but anyway uh, so they they bring in 150 no 125 National Guard troops <laughs> this is so fantastic they, they bring in 125 National Guard troops to kick out 50 illegal aliens who have nothing but the clothes on their back and a backpack. They take 125 National Guard troops and they move these people to a military base because Martha's Vineyard didn't want these people staying there. I mean, this is just just such an illustration of the crap that you and I have been put through and how we have got to end this. I mean, this is a time for a, a real revolution. Not, not to military, don't get me wrong, but a real revolution in this country to pave the hell over the swamp in Washington, D.C. and reinvent the whole damn thing. I got to tell you, I'm just uh, I'm so fed up today, in case you haven't figured it out. Uh, John, you hold on, you'll be next. I got some great audio from Ron DeSantis, AG from Texas, Ken Paxton, and your phone calls. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, f*** you. War. That is one of my favorite clips from Andrew Breitbart. Kind of, uh, exemplifying the us versus them mentality of the uh, the left Martha's Vineyard was uh, bothered by 50 illegal aliens over the weekend they got so uh, they got their panties twisted in such a bunch and I'm talking about the men on the island too got their panties so twisted in a bunch when 50 illegals who uh, were sent to uh, Martha's Vineyard because Martha's Vineyard has a policy of uh, a sanctuary city. Uh, and that's why Ron DeSantis said, let's send illegals there because, uh, quite simply, we are not a sanctuary state. We do not have sanctuary cities. And if there is an actual invite and they have an infrastructure presumably in place, because if you say things like, we are a sanctuary city, then you would have some safeguards with regard to that policy, that you would be ready to uh, take on the burden of illegals. But you see, that's not the case, because there's a thing called virtue signaling that happens. So actually, all of, the, all of the sanctuary cities in America run by Democrats, they aren't sanctuary cities at all. What they are is, are you ready? Write this down, because you're going to be hearing about this later. They're sanctimonious cities. Okay, so they're not sanctuary cities. They are sanctimonious cities, and they want nothing to do with the illegals, but they want you to handle it. While they can sit there and go, we are above all of you. We believe in green energy. We believe that the, the global climate change. We this and we that. And you will live by another set of rules, uh, and we will live by something else. I, you know, this weekend, I got to tell you, 
really just encapsulated everything, and, and they think that all of the sanctimony that you heard earlier in the show with all the people who are upset, including Joy Reid, defending the whitest place in America, where Barack Obama and Michelle Obama own a $14 million house and a 35 acres and moved there. They didn't move to Chicago, and they didn't move to Detroit. And, and Barack Obama, oddly enough, for as much as he likes to wear race on his, on his sleeve, and Michelle Obama says that... You you know, white people moved out of her neighborhood because she's black. No, she's just insufferable. She did, they, people didn't want to be around her because she was such a spoiled, insufferable brat. But, uh, you know, that's th- this, this weekend just did, it was the perfect encapsulation of, of us versus them. You little people, you drive crappy electric cars. We will ride in motorcades. You little people, you can live in your little tiny house, and now you can't afford to live in that tiny house because rents have gone through the ceiling. And because of Joe Biden's wretched, terrible repeat of, uh, of Jimmy Carty's presidency, you can't afford to buy a house anymore because mortgage interest rates have more than doubled, that your grocery prices have gone through the ceiling. You can't afford to feed yourself. I don't think anybody on Martha's Vineyard is too worried about their fridges being full. You know? There is that. Let's go to John in Marietta, Georgia. He says he used to live on Martha's Vineyard. Hello there, uh, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on, my friend? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? I lived on Martha's Vineyard from 93 to 2001. And? And uh, there, yes, there is a lot of rich entitled people there but there are there are little people too that uh you know that have to fight to survive there it's not okay. easy for them the 17,000 uh, year round residents yeah it's actually uh actually a bigger island than you think there's six towns out there yeah. so they really should have the resources to take care of those people well, they also, and, and one thing I, I wanted to mention that uh, a lot of people are mentioning is that they, the, the listen, uh, the uh, Martha's Vineyard did a GoFundMe campaign for the 50 illegal immigrants. Did you hear about that? No, I actually didn't. No, they they uh, they decided that, they decided because they were so uh, put off by fifty people coming there. By the way, and uh, and people compared by the way, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis to Adolf Hitler and the Nazis, saying that it was kidnapping and human trafficking. They put up a GoFundMe to assist the illegal immigrants who were sent there, and uh, guess what? Not one dime went to them. They put up this urgent plea to help Martha's Vineyard uh, migrants, and they shipped them off to this military base, and they decided to keep the money they did they decided to keep the money they literally said please join us in donating to martha's vineyard community foundation which can quickly distribute these to the neediest they added the uh, this action by the santas is a cruel ruse that manipulates families etc 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 but it turns out the uh, non-profit database GuideStar revealed that martha's vineyard community foundation has assets of 14 million dollars <laughs> and they said of the donations that came in they will go to shoring up the organization that provided assistance over the past few days and to building up a reserve to assist situations like this in the future rather than directly helping this group of migrants and their situation that's how awful the people in charge not saying little people john the people in charge of martha's vineyards that's how awful they are go right ahead well uh they sent them to uh camp edwards where uh slash otis air force base i spent a lot of time there in the national guard Yes. So they have enough facilities there to hold hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, migrants, but they won't, of course. 
Of course. Because <laughs> Massachusetts is a liberal state, and that's why I don't live there anymore. Well, John, now listen, and I understand what you're talking about little people. There are people who have to do landscaping. There are people who have to uh, run cash registers on Martha's yeah. Vineyard. I get that. You know I'm, I'm not uh, trying yeah, no, to pigeonhole I, no, everybody I, on Martha's Vineyard. I'm just no, talking about no, the, know, the I, insufferable I, I, elites that live there. Go ahead. Um, yeah, just that, you know, I just want to give a plug in for the other people, too. I but uh, Martha's Vineyard is a liberal cesspool. Oh, yeah. When I was yeah. living there, Bill and Hillary used to vacation there every summer, except for the two years before the uh, 96 election. Yeah. We went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, so gotcha. he wouldn't like like he was dealing with the uh, beautiful people. <laughs> Did you have a teenage daughter at that time? Because I would have been a little uh, concerned. No, no, uh, no I wasn't <laughs> married at the time. <laughs> All right, John. Thanks for the yeah. call, bro. I do appreciate the uh, the input, and I and I know I know that there are little people who have to serve the the big fish on Marvel's Vineyard, but honestly, I've never been wealthy. Uh, have I had uh, enough to keep the cabinets full? Oh hell yeah. Have I have I made good money at times? Oh hell yeah. But I've never owned two. $20 million homes before. I've never owned a home made for a family of four that can sleep a hundred. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama do. They've been preaching uh, uh, this great game about how selfish you are, how, how racist Americans are, about how this and how that and crime and this and that, and they never have done anything to enrich anyone but themselves. They don't live by the rules they make for you and me. And that's why we have to clean house. Because I'm going to tell you, when you get to this level of corruption in any government, and you have this level of corruption, and, and it's only getting worse, nothing good is going to happen to the people in charge. Ultimately, and I'll just say this figuratively, uh, heads will roll. There's a reason for that. Because throughout history, we have seen instances where those in power became completely disconnected to the people. They overpunished the people. They overregulated the people. And they lived by a different set of rules. And what happened? And what happens? So I would strongly suggest that those in power might want to reconsider their trajectory. Because nothing good is going to happen to it. Because you've done enough. To us, you have committed enough abuses and usurpations to show that the people of America need to do something about those in power. And we're going to start at the ballot box, provided they don't steal it. And trust me, there are t plenty of signs, if you just pay attention, that Joe Biden and the Democrat Party plan on doing something very similar to that. They have told us that our opinions about everything that they disagree with or perhaps would expose some sort of corruption, that our thoughts are misinformation and disinformation, words coined by Joseph Stalin. And last night, a sycophantic Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes decided that he would ask softball questions to a president who can barely form a sentence to get just enough for some to believe that all of our concerns really aren't there, that Joe Biden really is a fine leader, and that everything is fine. I'm going to play you audio from that. Because um, 
as much as Scott Pelley would like to believe that his uh, his uh, very uh, Soviet style. Uh, aggrandizing of a dictator uh, would not be noticed by the people like it had been in so many years with Pravda and Investia. Is Vestia in charge? Uh, we know. And by the way, not a whole hell of a lot of people watch 60 Minutes. And after last night's interview, that number is going to drop even further. With regard to the illegals uh, that were sent to Martha's Vineyard by Ron DeSantis which was a drop in the bucket. Here's, uh, here's some uh, uh, Ron DeSantis audio from the weekend talking about the, uh, the reaction from the liberal elites in Martha's Vineyard to such, such a horrible uh, indiscretion as to defend or to send 50 illegals to a sanctuary, a sanctuary city. I also uh, was a little bit... Um perplexed when I heard that the president is scrambling to get his cabinet together uh, to try to address the fact that you have governors who are helping to relocate illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. Now, I do believe that if you're going to declare cities sanctuaries or a country sanctuary, you'd better sure as hell be uh, ready for it. Now... He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. Oh, there is that. It wasn't a crisis then. He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when you had 43, 53 migrants die in some trailer in Texas because they were neglected by the federal government. Oh, yeah, there's that. And then also he didn't scramble his cabinet for 107,000 uh, murders uh, via overdose by China and Mexico. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we had Americans that were victimized by criminal aliens that he led across the border. Yeah, You didn't that. see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we hit record fentanyl deaths which that fentanyl is coming across his open border. Oh, yeah. It's only when you have 50 illegal aliens end up in a very wealthy, rich, sanctuary enclave. It's a sanctimony city, not a sanctuary city. That he decides to scramble on this. And so I think what we are doing... I think what we're continuing to do is use every tool at our disposal uh, to insulate the state of Florida uh, from the negative ramifications of his reckless border policy. There you go. There you go. You've been uh, doing what people used to do to their dogs when they made a mess, rubbing our noses in it. Well, we're going to do the same to you. And I hope that they send thousands of people to uh, to sanctuary cities around the country 100% maybe this will finally be the uh, thing that causes some change in this country we tried the trucker strike in Washington DC and what did they do they shut down the exits so these truckers who have legitimate concerns about their livelihood and the leadership of this country they couldn't go into Washington DC like they did in Ottawa Maybe this is what will cause them to change. And if it doesn't, then November the 8th will. And if anything doesn't happen there, or there's any attempt to steal that election, well, then you're going to have a whole different scenario. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
Hey, this is Rob Carson Show. I'm, uh, you can't see me online, but if you check out later on the uh, Rumble channel, I'm wearing one of my new T-shirts. It's, uh, it's kind of this uh, uh, script that looks like it's from the Declaration of Independence, and it says, Abuses and Usurpations. And uh, those words jump out at me when you look at uh, the last couple of uh, years in our country, and most recently, the last um, three months with the uh, raid of Mar-a-Lago by the FBI wholesale, with the uh, abuse of power, passing legislation against the will of the American people to uh, arm and hire 87,000 new IRS agents, double the size of the IRS, and weaponize it to go after political enemies. We all know what this is about. In a time that they could hire border agents to secure the border, in a time that they could help out military members who literally right now, they, 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 they ship the illegals out of uh, Martha's Vineyard to a nearby base on Cape Cod to be taken care of by soldiers who the United States government has just said uh, need food stamp assistance. The federal government, rather than taking $50 billion sent to Ukraine or a trillion dollars they want to use to pay off student loan debt, they could have just increased the pay of our service members so they wouldn't have to be shown how to get food stamps. And there's a point we're just going to have to say we're done. And there's a point where we're just going to have to say, shut it down. We the people walk out. I'm still working on it. This is an abuse and usurpation. You want to hear this? Yeah. 4.9 illegals have entered the United States during Joe Biden's first 18 months in office. Roughly the population of Ireland. Breitbart News obtained a report from the Border Patrol indicating the government of Venezuela, led by Nicolas Maduro, is releasing prisoners intentionally and sending them to the U.S. border. Among those released are people who have been convicted of murder, rape, and extortion. Any president worth his salt would immediately find the source of this information cons uh, and also would uh, confirm the source of this information and then use strategic military strikes against the government of Nicolas Maduro and take the mother down. Any president worth his or her salt would consult with the government of Mexico and say, you have 48 hours to put out a warning to all of those who are committing acts of violence, all of those who are gang uh, associates, all of those who are providing the flow of illegal drugs and illegal aliens and the uh, sex trafficking on the southern border. Their stations, their locations will be made hot targets by U.S. drone strikes. 48 hours is what you have. Get your bleep together or we're going to wipe you off the map. What do we have to fear from Venezuela? A military takeover? What do we have to fear from Mexico? You bet Mexico has some stuff to fear from us because all we have to do is say shut down all trade and tourism with Mexico and watch it die on the vine. Which kind of brings me back to Martha's Vineyard. Die on the vine, you see. This is the Attorney General over the state of uh, Texas on uh, Greg Abbott sending illegals uh, around the country because they are sanctuary places, and Texas is not. You know what? It's, it's hard to even respond to that, given the, the hypocrisy here. 
This is a problem created by the Biden administration absolutely on purpose. They invited this. They asked for it. They begged the cartels to bring all these people in. But it was it was no problem because it, it was affecting Texas. It was affecting Arizona. It was affecting the those little people down there, those peasants who can't afford to eat glorious twelve dollar a pint ice cream out of a twenty four thousand dollar refrigerator like Nancy Pelosi. Republican states they were sending them and it was working out well because the cartels were bringing them to Republican states, and then of course the Biden administration would transport them to their state of choosing. It only became a problem when we started saying no, enough is enough. We can't handle more than five thousand a day. And we started sending them to other cities and, and states that were welcoming, welcoming these people by... No harm, no foul. If you are a sanctuary city, you are asking for it. And all that these governments are doing, governors are doing, is complying with your policy. Clearly, that they were sanctuary cities. And now suddenly, when they get a few, just a few, everybody's freaking out. And they're claiming that now... Texas is the problem. Too bad, so sad. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show number, uh, hour number two, hour number two of the morning, of the afternoon show, I should say. I used to do a morning show, so that's why I said that. Anyway, welcome to the show. I um, hope you're getting through your seasonal allergies, because I've heard this is the uh, worst week of the year, and possibly in the last several years, and, uh, and I've been a victim of it, and uh, I am uh, taking Claritin and nasal spray and all that stuff, and... And sleeping a lot, so I hope you are. Uh, I hope you're doing okay with it. I've never had this before. It just kind of, kind of threw me for a loop. Anyway, here's the number if you want to uh, chime in this morning or this afternoon. Uh, here's the number. It's eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. And uh, I want to get to my uh, my trip to Iowa in just a second. But uh, Martha's Vineyard had some illegals. Removed. I'm John Kerry reporting for deportation duty. Well, I went to Martha's Vineyard to hang with my liberal friends. That was an immigration crisis. To my surprise, it was overrun by illegal aliens. It's okay for illegals to invade your hometown. Yeah, but not ours. But as hypocrites at Martha's Vineyard, we don't, we don't want them around. But it's all right now. They were hauled off to Cape Cod. Liberal concern for illegals. It's a, it's a big facade. Yes, it's all right now. The National Guard was sent. Our fake concern. I wonder, wonder where it went. <laughs> that is uh, Jim Gossett, and uh, it is very, very. Uh, interesting isn't it that we didn't have a border crisis until until this weekend when Ron DeSantis sent 50 illegals to a sanctuary 
city or island, and that was Cape Cod. Cape Cod is the penultimate version, uh, example of elitism in America, liberal elitism in America, uh, one-sided politics in a bastion uh, of uh, whiteness more than almost any place in the country, and uh, and Barack and Michelle Obama, who have been wearing racism on their sleeve their entire lives, even though they are most privileged among us, uh, even they own a home there. It is remarkable. It is remarkable. Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She says that Joe Biden, despite 5 million illegals streaming across the border because of his policy, destroying the lives of countless thousands of Americans, uh, they have been offering solutions. It's just been rejected. Oh, yeah, and Donald Trump caused the problem. I can respond to uh, Ron DeSantis' comment that uh, this is apparently, um, you know, he, he said it was essentially no different than what the federal government has done in uh, sending, you know, flights in the middle of the night. That's the way it's characterized it. Uh, you know, uh, taking migrants to various different states. Do you have a response to that? So we are offering solutions. That's what the Biden-Harris administration has been doing since day one. Boy, you've got a special kind of audacity. If you can say something as, as absurd as that and the American people know otherwise, you you got a special kind of arrogance uh, that is is gonna is gonna bite you in the arse. I told you earlier that despotic regimes of the past, those who have become uh, abusive, those who have lived by a different set of rules than the people, it never ends well for the people in power. <clears throat> Now, in the past, that has meant uh, uh, charging the Bastille and uh, removing royalty and uh, relieving them of their extremities above their shoulders. We don't need to do that, but we can do it figuratively in November. We have to do that. We, may, we have to get them out of office, and that includes people like Mitch McConnell, and he's a Republican. Yeah. means he needs to be taken out, out of power because under his leadership, even with Republicans not in power, he fought tooth and nail against reforming everything because he likes where he is. He likes being in control. He likes to be in Washington, D.C. He could give a crap less what happens to the country. Honestly, he could care less if Democrats aren't swept out of power in November because he's got his position as the head of the Republican caucus. That's all he cares about and if you were a board member on a five trillion dollar company and you could just direct where the money goes to your friends and your cronies wouldn't you want to stay in that position well of course you would if you were a sociopath and i think a lot of those in charge are exactly that they're sociopathic they don't care about anything but their own power they're sick they are sick. Here's a little more Corinne Jean-Pierre trying to blame Donald Trump, who had the most secure border essentially in American history before Joe Biden became the president after a Democrats and he stole the election in 2020. Isn't there 
some risk, though, that voters might feel like they're being lied to. When you, you're seeing images of, you know, in El Paso, they've released a thousand migrants on the street because the processing centers are overwhelmed there. You know, how is that humane? How is that safe, as you guys talk about so often, when it's it's overwhelming border cities? And, and they're asking- I'd be careful if I were you, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Your job might just end up on the chopping block. The Biden administration to reimburse them for charter buses. To chopping get- block. I did it on purpose. You know what I'm saying. It's a, it's a figure of speech. Get them out of the area because they're they're totally overwhelmed. So, again, it is a broke a, a broken system, the immigration system. It was working great when Donald Trump was in charge. And it was, um, it was decimated by the last administration. That is a fact. It was decimated by the last administration. See, that's what they call uh, adding insult to injury. That's what they call uh, serving up an indignity to those who the government would victimize. It's passive aggressive. It's a classic tool of the left. It's your fault. It's your fault. Everything was was uh, was horrible, and we tried to we 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 came in here, and uh, I guess I don't know what happened, but five million people just decided to come across the border because Donald Trump said so. This is uh, Corinne Jean Pierre last week with absolute gobbledygook uh, about the Biden uh, border policy and lack thereof. Does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can. Uh, to make sure uh, she didn't ask you that she asked if the border was secure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth that is where she descends into uh, academic nonsense that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that to do to do what to historic funding for what uh, to make sure that um, uh, you know uh, um, uh, to make sure that um, she's like one of the fembots in Austin Powers her head's about ready to explode to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter... Yeah, you're full of crap. You're just so full of crap, it's not even funny. Don't it make my blue eyes brown. Uh, Let's go to Liz in Bridgeville, Delaware. Delaware. Hello there, Liz. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Thank you, Rob. I was just uh, thinking to myself, um, aren't these people on Martha's Vineyard a little short-sighted? Shouldn't they have been expecting guests to arrive? I mean, all of us are getting them. Why? Why, why did they think they wouldn't be getting their share? Um, because the question is, if they don't have the resources to take care of the migrants that came to visit their town, why do they think the people of El Paso and Eagle Pass <laughs> and all those little towns along the border have the resources to take care of them? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, well, these are the smart people, right? <laughs> Liz, I, I know you are being, um, you, you know the answer to these questions. Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> it's, it's they live by a different standard. It is us versus them. It is let them eat cake liberals uh, to the nth degree. I've been talking about this forever. We are the, the bourgeois. They are the proletariat. And they aren't to be bothered. They like to uh, virtue signal. It's like, it's like driving a Tesla with a coexist bumper sticker on the, uh, on the rear end of the car. All you're doing is virtue signaling. All you are is placing your above of, of the rabble who can't afford electric cars and know that most electric cars, about 85% of the time, are run on fossil fuels. It, it, when the rubber meets the road, they will have nothing to do with us. You know that's what this is about. It's about a different set of rules for us versus them. They write laws that we have to abide by, but they can ignore them. And this 
this is the perfect example and just in time for the uh, for the uh, the election and possibly even god sent to uh, yeah. to be able to make it so nakedly obvious uh, yeah, what the so elites simple, are doing to us go ahead yeah so simple so simple to see what type of character of people they are What's really amazing to me is, uh, like Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, having the audacity to think that the American people, the rabble, you and me, the ones who are making combined household income of seventy-five grand and are being asked to uh, pay for student loans for people who have, uh, you know, master's degrees uh, and are working at Starbucks, uh, they think that the rabble will be sated by their explanation. And uh, that is the furthest thing for the truth, because a 74 percent of uh, Democrats and Republicans think the country is going in the wrong direction. And she is part of the crowd we want to get rid of, Liz. Definitely. Let's hope it happens. And then if it does happen, let's hope the Democrats let it happen. I know they're all about democracy, but I think they're going to put up a big fight if the Republicans win big. Oh, Liz, I'm going to tell you right now, it can't happen. It cannot happen. If if it does happen, if somehow they are able to retain, hold on power against the will of the people, then we shut the sucker down. Then we stop being the producers. Because right now, all you are is a taxpayer and a mean of production list. That's all yeah. you are. All you are, get your ass to work, grow our food so we can eat, and then we'll tell you that you're contributing to global warming. That's what they are. We shut the sucker down. I'm just done. Liz, I'm thanks for the call. I know you're sitting here going, okay, Carson, geez. <laughs> but no, honestly, I'm, no, I'm with you. I, this I, weekend I, it was I, it for me. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I know how you feel exactly. All right. All right. Thanks, Rob, for the chance. Right. Hey, you know what? Be a joyful warrior. Okay, Liz? Be a joyful warrior. There are days that just I, you know, they, they think that somehow we're going to, oh, God, what did they do to those poor people in Martha's Vineyard? Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, what are they doing? What are they doing to the king? What are they doing to Maria, the king? God, what are they doing? We have to defend them as we starve to death. Oh, we have to. We have to defend them. Honestly, oh, I can't believe someone had the audacity to point out the fact that we're starving while they live on our largesse. Not going to work here, kids. Never has worked in history. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. There's only one cure for Americans who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm going to give you hope. Vote Democrats out. It's The Rob Carson Show. Guess what? They're the reason why. The legal as well as undocumented. The reason why our society is functioning. The reason why our economy is growing. We don't talk about that. We stand up and act like it's a burden. It is not a burden. It's a gift. Joe Biden talking about illegal immigration. What have we discovered in the last uh, week or so, folks? We've discovered that all of the sanctuary cities in America are really sanctimony cities. They don't give a rat's behind about illegals coming across the border. I mean, they want them to come across the border. They want them to upset, upset the balance of power. They want to they do a cloward pivot on the entire country and its founding. That's what this is all about. But when the rubber meets the road and people who legitimately are being put upon and killed on the southern border, when you actually send some of those illegals invited across the border by the president of the United States and his administration, and you send those people to sanctuary cities, you discover how little they are wanted. We're not here to take care of them. 
You are. You deal with it. This weekend, I had a, I had a really wonderful weekend. I went up to uh, southwest Iowa on uh, a little uh, trip, and it was a, a tribute to my brother, Dwight, who passed away three years ago. And uh, my bro was uh, a big man in more ways than one. He, uh, he was a big and uh, an awesome presence in my life. He was a generous man. He was a businessman. He was an example to everybody. He passed away way too early at 61 years old. He didn't even make it to his retirement. And every day of my life, uh, my heart aches for the loss of my bro. But we went on a poker run. Have you ever been on a poker run? It's a pretty, pretty neat thing. And, and what it is is a bunch of small towns get together and they do a thing called a poker run. And in memory of someone, you go to different bars in different cities and you might have a drink, you might have a soda. Uh, a good, friend, good many of my friends, or my brother's friends, were bikers. This is a big biker event. Okay, I got to hang out with bros <clears throat> wearing leather vests, riding Harleys, exclusively, by the way, Harleys. I think I saw one Honda. And it's funny because uh, we were sitting in this one bar, uh, the Boneyard in Logan, and I said, uh, I said, check out that guy's vest over. That is the coolest vest I've ever seen. And my wife goes, which guy? I said, he's the guy over there with the leather vest and the beard, which described everybody. <laughs> and we'd go to each one of these, uh, these different bars, and I, I don't drink, so uh, I was the DD. And we went to uh, the Boneyard in Logan and Papa Joe's in Missouri Valley and uh, Oh, we went to the Corden Palace in Woodbine and Troy's Bar in Erling and St. We went to Cheers in Dow City and Spare Time in Ute and Midway Tavern in T- Soldier and Bud's Bar in Moorhead and the Sandbar in Mondaman. <clears throat> and, and the funny thing is we did this poker run. What you do at the end, you, you draw seven cards and the best hand wins the jackpot. And there's the top the three places for best hand, second best, third best. Mine was second. And, and something miraculous happened. I, I drew my seven cards, and I turned them over, and I had a full house, three kings and two eights, kings over eights. And the winner had a straight flush. Two unbelievable hands if you're doing a poker run. Nobody ever gets cards like that, but it was pretty remarkable. And I remember uh, when, I, when we arrived in these small towns, and frequently the only thing open was the bar. And, uh, and, and I was at Soldier, and right next to the bar is a memorial to those who served in the wars from the, uh, the towns of Soldier, Ute, and Moorhead. And these are towns of less than 500 people, largely. But the World War I memorial had about 100 names, and the World War II memorial had about 100 names, and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial had about 10 names because a lot of the Vietnam veterans are still alive. And, and, uh, and, and Korea had dozens of names there, and all of them came from Soldier, Ute, and Moorhead. All of them sons of Soldier Uten Moorhead who, has, who had nothing to do with the Kaiser in Germany. But they went over and they died for them. They died for the, the, the good people of the world. Those who were fighting tyranny. They did it a couple times last century. Saved the world twice. And I stood at the memorial and I, uh, and I said a prayer. Because uh, these are where the heroes come. The heroes don't come from Martha's Vineyard. They don't sign up. In Martha's Vineyard or Old Cape Cod, maybe a few do. I remember I, it had been a while since I'd been back to Iowa uh, in the fall, and uh, there were, uh, as we drove in about 9 30, 8 30, 9 o'clock on, on Friday night, I drove by combines with their lights on, and my wife, you know, she's a Missouri girl from Ozark. She didn't grow up on a farm like I did, and she asked me a lot of questions, and I said, Well, you got to harvest the beans when you're ready to harvest the beans. My beans are dry. You got to get out there. You got to do as much work as you can, and you work frequently late into the night. 
<clears throat> sometimes overnight, whether it's corn or beans or, you know, alfalfa you can cut all summer long and, and you feed cattle and whatnot. And, and, and that corn and those beans go to feed you, you, you who don't live in rural Iowa. And guess what? Nobody who owns a farm worked remotely during COVID. Nobody who raised cattle worked from home because COVID, and yet you uh, guys in Washington, D.C., and much, nothing against you guys in Washington, D.C., but you guys who are uh, still bitching and complaining because you got to go into work three days a week, you got to realize that while you're complaining that you have to go into work every day, people fed your butt through this entire COVID pandemic. And then on the day that they could rest, which was uh, Saturday, they drove around and they did a poker run. Nobody complained about their lot in life. And despite the fact that these people have been called racists and white supremacists and, and, uh, and uh, deplorable and all that, you couldn't find a better group of people. These bikers, these rough-looking guys, big burly dudes with facial hair. <laughs> There's a woman there, and she had a knife in her boot and a knife in her belt. And you know why she has it? She can defend herself. Or if somebody decides to do something to her... Or somebody in her life. I've got more on this that I want to share, but I, I really enjoyed this, and uh, it even put a bigger explanation exclamation point on the us versus them mentality. And thanks, Allah, I'll stay with the us side of the equation. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. By supposedly Christian right politicians like DeSantis, Arizona's Doug Ducey, and Greg Abbott of Texas, is about as unchristian as it gets. That is Joy Reid, who is a profound and deep racist, defending the lily white island of Martha's Vineyard. Can you believe it? I think that would call, uh, you'd call that selling out. Maybe that's just me. It is remarkable. How tone deaf and elitist the Democrat Party and America's uh, mainstream media are with regard to 50 illegals being sent to Martha's Vineyard, which had previously been known as a sanctuary for illegals. But it turns out they're just sanctimonious. That's all they are. All this bloviating about how welcoming they are in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Martha's Vineyard was a lie. They couldn't handle 50 illegals. Now, listen, where, where I was this weekend, I, I'll bet you in uh, one of the towns that I went to for my brother's uh, poker run in his memory, I'll bet you any one of them, if 50 illegals were brought into the town square... The people would come out in droves, and they would bring food that they made, and they would put a call out. Maybe there'd be a local church involved, and they'd say, hey, 
guys, we need some host families. This may be a couple days. It might be a couple weeks, but we need you to house a family that came here because Joe Biden promised that they'd be taken care of. Because policy dictated you need to come from Venezuela, which leftist policies have made into a hellhole, and you need to come across the border. That's what would happen in one of the towns that I went to. That's probably what would have happened in your hometown. And you would have said, okay, you got a mom and you got a, a, a two kids from Venezuela or from wherever, and they've been through hell. They've trekked across thousands of miles, months, uh, suffering abuse. They've arrived here could have been sold into sex slavery, could have been uh, raped, might have been, might have been subjected to all sorts of inhumanity by the drug cartels. And I'll bet you half the town in some of the towns that I went to in my brother's poker run, they would have said, ma'am and your two you kids, you come here, we got a space for you, we'll take care of you. All you need to do is focus on recovering from your ordeal. We'll take care of you. Then we'll make sure you get to some place you'll be taken care of. And in uh, Martha's Vineyard, what did they do? Well, they got all sorts of butt hurt. They got all sorts of put out. They couldn't believe. They, they have a housing crisis. I don't know if you knew this. There's a housing crisis on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. There was a housing crisis. It was actually told by this woman on Martha's Vineyard. She's she's a, she's a head of the charity that's supposed to take care of all of these illegals. And by the way, they even crowdfunded for the fifty illegals who came to Martha's Vineyard and were shipped off to a military base in Cape Cod. They took the forty two thousand dollars that was raised and they put it into the town's general fund. They didn't even give it to the fifty illegals. They could have given each one of those people a thousand dollars, but they didn't. They put it into Martha's Vineyard's general fund, which already has fourteen million dollars in it shows you what the hell these people are all about don't it here's the one of the the only charity the only homeless charity on the Martha's vineyard saying that uh well this is nice but these people can't stay here so what are the most difficult challenges right now the difficult challenges are uh we have at some point in time they have to move from here to somewhere else Right, we we cannot. We don't have the services to take care of. Things. You think the El Paso has the services to accommodate two hundred fifty thousand illegals? The town is only a hundred thousand people. What do you think about that? The immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on. They're in a housing crisis on Martha's Vineyards. Again, thoughts and prayers for the people of Martha's Vineyard. Silent, and so we don't. We can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for fifty more people. Michelle and Barack Obama, who uh, espouse um, uh, the sanctuary city policy, and under Barack Obama, he's the one who ushered in this new era of an open border, and it stopped when Donald Trump was a president, but Barack Obama is in charge again, clearly. Uh, they didn't offer Michelle and Barack. They, they built a giant tent for hundreds of people at Barack Obama's 60th birthday party during the height of COVID, where you were told you couldn't go see your dying relatives. And they were able to have all sorts of people there. And I'll bet you the town of Martha's Vineyard, if they needed somebody to stay, uh, they probably found room in a nice B&B for them. All those hundreds of people for Barack Obama's 60th birthday. And yet, Barack Obama has a 35-acre spread on Martha's Vineyard. Just literally, honestly, 50 people? You wouldn't even, you'd need a quarter of an acre. 
Imagine if you did 10 acres, just one-third. Or imagine if the Obamas, uh, with their, you know, they always like to virtue signal about racism, how put upon they are, even though they've never done anything in their lives, except for get elected, uh, you know, be bought and paid for, uh, live the privileged existence and the whole deal. They couldn't open a couple of those bedrooms in their uh, 12 to $14 million mansion with, with eight and a half bathrooms and seven bedrooms. Couldn't find room, even in the basement. Just in the game room, you could put 50 illegals up there. Uh, Barack Obama's already got security. Wouldn't have been an issue. Got a couple bathrooms there. Trust me, I live in a house where we have four people living, and, uh, and uh, we all have to share bathrooms. Wouldn't have been a big deal. But you see, it's never been about being sanctuary cities. It's always been about being sanctimonious. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Here's a report from ABC about uh, the border crisis and, of course, uh, Martha's Vineyard. Less than two days after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis flew them to Martha's Vineyard to make a political point, 50 migrants from Venezuela put on buses and transferred to a military base on Cape Cod. Immigration attorneys telling reporters the migrants were lied to. They were told there was a surprise present for them and that there would be jobs and housing awaiting for them. Really? Really? Isn't that what Joe Biden has been saying to get them to track thousands of miles and uh, frequently die or have their children sold into sex slavery? When they arrived. This was obviously a sadistic lie. ABC News <laughs> confirming the DeSantis administration chartered the planes and the migrants didn't even board in Florida. They came from Texas. Yeah. Today, DeSantis defending his move and promising it's just the beginning. Yay. I mean, these are voluntary uh, transportation that they're signing up for, but they're given a, a good ride. They're given everything. And that's just, you know, it's a humane thing to do. It is the humane thing to do. They didn't come from Florida. Oh, no, but, you know, uh, people who hang together, people who are uh, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, they help each other out. And Ron DeSantis said, hey, we'll go ahead. We'll give a couple planes. And since uh, Cape, you know, since Martha's Vineyard, they are a sanctuary city. They, they, they openly, on posters everywhere, they say, you are welcome. We are colorblind. We don't care. You could be LGBTQRSTUV, WSYZ, whatever the hell, and you could be illegal. We're a sanctuary city. Come on in. And then they find out, and this isn't Ron DeSantis' fault. They find out they're not welcome there. I mean, Ron DeSantis, listen, if in fact he said, hey man, there are jobs there, he wouldn't be lying. Because if you're a sanctuary city, then you're inviting illegals to come there and enjoy the same rights and privileges as legal citizens, including the ability to vote in some of them. Ooh. The president calling out DeSantis for using human beings as political props. Kind of like he has for his entire career. It's un-American. It's reckless. And we have a process in place to... No, sir, you are un-American. You are un-American because you hate America as founded, and so does the left. And guess what? Most of us don't. ...manage migrants at the border. Republican officials should not interfere with that process. If you keep this up, you're just going to piss us off even more. I'm just going to tell you. Thou dost protest too much. 
by waging a politi these political stunts. But in El Paso, Texas, it's clear that process isn't working. Border Patrol agents apprehending nearly 1,300 people a day in this area. Well, it kind of makes uh, 50 uh, illegals look like a drop in the bucket. El Paso is now chartering their own buses to help migrants head north. Sanctuary City, here we come. Volunteers make sure these families know where they're going. The act of busing. Which is more than what they're doing in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard. They're just putting them on a bus, sending them to a military base. It is a necessity for you guys. That's exactly it. We do not have the shelter capacity, as you've seen. Boo frickety who? You know, on top of the, the people we're bringing in, you know, there's over a thousand releases to our community a day. And when the shelters in town fill up, some families have no other choice but to sleep on a city sidewalk near the bus station. But you see, in Martha's Vineyard, that's okay. El Paso can suffer with that because, I mean, they're El Paso after all, and they're a border town, and we aren't. Here's a little bit more from ABC, and basically admitting that uh, uh, they're not going to do anything for illegals. The White House today about what... The federal government isn't going to do anything. They just want them to come here. Exactly. They are doing to respond here in El Paso. The administration says they are sending more people here to help respond, but city officials... In El Why haven't they done it already? They've opened the border. Paso tell me they need transportation, maybe even a temporary shelter to help some of these migrants as they continue to come in large groups. David? Maria Villar it is amazing. Joe Biden opened the border intentionally to create a wave of humanity to the tune of 5 million illegals, and he did nothing. Because what he wanted to do is create chaos and hell. And he has done that. And he has done that. And people have died, whether from fentanyl, whether from murder, whether from sexual assault, whether from sex slavery. And it didn't become a big deal till it hit Martha's Vineyard, the place where none of the guys on my brother's poker run in his memory in southwest Iowa, none of them have ever been to and none of them would ever want to go to. Yeah. There's no greater example of us versus them. There is no greater example of the, uh, the bourgeois versus the proletariat than what happened last week in Martha's Vineyard. And while there are, I'm sure, some good people in Martha's Vineyard trying to make a go of it, trying to pay their bills, there are a whole lot of people in Martha's Vineyard who could give a rat's behind about you about deplorables, about ple people who, uh, who harvest the crops so they can enjoy their wheat berry bread and their scones at the coffee shop. They would never have somebody who uh, worked a combine until midnight over the weekend in, in Iowa to harvest corn that's ready and has to get out of the fields before rain so they could enjoy their whatever in Martha's Vineyard. This is why we're just going to have to say no. We're going to have to drive them out of office, and then we're just going to have to say, say no. We're not going to produce for you anymore. And maybe this will make uh, uh, truckers and, uh, and, and uh, service industry people say, you know what, we're not going to serve Washington, D.C., and we're not going to drive trucks with goods into Washington, D.C. for a while. We're going to see how they can live without for a change. I think that's what we need to do. Yeah.
All right, so I, I've been promising the audio from last night on 60 Minutes. I know you won't miss it because it's Joe Biden after all, but I want to I play some of that and get your thoughts on it. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. like his opinion see the first amendment and get back to us it's the rob carson show over 70 migrants dropped off by a sun metro bus to this northeast motel angel sanchez migrant from venezuela says they are processed by the city of el paso in the northeast now wait a minute that's only 70 people off one bus in el paso and they didn't even call in the national guard like they did in Martha's Vineyard for 50 people, 50 illegals. In Martha's Vineyard, they called out 125 National Guard soldiers, and they hustled them off to a military base. They're not a sanctuary city. Democrat sanctuary cities are sanctimony cities. That's it. That's where migrants tell officials where their final destination is and make travel plans. Some, he says, are taken by bus to another destination from the processing site, while others are taken to a motel like this one. Spokeswoman with the which city is of El more, Paso confirmed the... Which is more than they did in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard. Not one damn hotel room paid for by anybody on Martha's Vineyard. Isn't that lovely? Uh, real quick, let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California. My friend, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hi, buddy. What's up? Uh, I uh, live on the Monterey Peninsula, uh, Pebble Beach, Carmel... You know, Pacific Grove. Uh, Leon Panetta lives here. And one of the things I've noticed about Leon Panetta is not only was he thoroughly anti-Bush and anti-Trump, he has the Panetta Institute show where he talks about all these baby cake issues. But he pretends like a lot of these Democrats to be pro-law enforcement, pro-defense. And he's really not. So the reason I brought up the area where I live, which is where he lives, is it's a lot like Martha's Vineyard. They got an attitude, the Democrats here, which it's 100 percent Democrat. You can't vote Republican here. There are no Republicans to vote for. But uh, what they do is it's not in my my backyard attitude. The only problem is the whole country's their backyard now. And what's happening is I believe that what we have here is a de facto sanctuary area on the Monterey Peninsula. Because even though it's surrounded by some of the highest crime areas in the country, thanks to Panetta, nobody ever hears about how bad the crime is in this county or the whole region of the central coast of California. Well, because they live in gated communities there, Randall. They live in gated communities and they have private security. Don't you know that? Yeah, and you know what's funny? It's kind of like it's so bad here that the criminals feel too much heat in L.A. and Oakland. They come here because they know that there's this uh, attitude where it's not going to happen in my gated community, and I'm not going to let the press find out about about how bad it is. But about the uh, the immigrants and the illegal aliens, it's a de facto sanctuary area. That means Panetta, again, and his ilk around here would like to make it seem like this is a place where that doesn't happen. But yeah, they are. Un- unofficially, it's an unofficial sanctuary area while him and his ilk pretend to be pro-law enforcement, yes. pro-security, yeah. pro-border uh, 
security, all that. But you you can remember how he was with Bush and his attitude, yeah. uh, and when he was supposedly the defense secretary. And later on, he just did nothing but badmouth uh, yeah. uh, not only Trump but also uh, yeah. George Bush. But that's the kind of area this is. You, you, I, you know much about Pebble Beach and the Maori Peninsula? I, I, I do not. I do not. But but it's I would assume I it's just as I described. It is a sanctimony city. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, pretty much pretty much uh, the the whole denial thing. You know, like. We're good liberals, but we want to protect our own backyard. Thank you. Exactly. Thanks for the call, Randall. I appreciate it. Uh, that's exactly what it is. They're sanctimony cities. They never live by the rules that they make. They're not expected to. And like I said early in the show, that when uh, 50 illegals got off a bus in Martha's Vineyard and didn't have leaf blowers strapped to their backs, they had a problem with it. And do I say that to be uh, inflammatory? No, 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 no. I'm just saying they have a double standard. My friend Chris Plant always says that if liberals didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards at all. And it's true. As soon as they saw illegals arriving by bus and they weren't there to uh, put down landscaping rock or have a leaf blower on their back or stand on the back of a standing riding lawnmower, then they want nothing to do with them. That's exactly true. And I speak from experience. Because that's where I came from, riding on the back of a self-propelled. I actually pushed mine, and I worked in fields. And where I grew up, the meatpacking plant was the job you wanted. Remember the first time George Bush said, there are jobs that Americans won't do. And I said, bull crap. You know how many people in my neck of the woods that would kill to work at the meatpacking plant? The worst job you could ever imagine, but the wages are great? Give me a break. Let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show last hour of the rob carson show jason miller the ceo of getter g-e-t-t-r social media site is going to join us to talk about the biden administration the fbi coordinating uh to throw elections uh with facebook with twitter uh with the democrat party yeah it's all real it all really happened and as much as uh, joe biden appeared last night with scott pelly who i mean is an insufferable douche i mean this i, I mean I, I'm, I hate to be indelicate but there are sometimes you just need to word the word, use the word douche, uh, and he is. I mean, woo! Just an elitish, I mean, wow! Epic! And he did everything he could to build up the great leader, even though everybody in the country knows the great leader is awful. And, uh, and uh, his, his uh, border policies are awful. And the southern border is open, and 5 million people have come across it. And Democrats like to say that they are sanctuary cities, but they aren't. They are sanctimony cities. And with that, we give you our new uh, Illegal Immigration Martha's Vineyard Edition theme song by Jim Gossett. I'm John Kerry, reporting for deportation duty. A place on Martha's Vineyard. I went to Martha's Vineyard (laughs) to hang with my liberal friends. 
To my surprise, it was overrun by illegal aliens. Fifty of them. It's okay for illegal humanitarian crisis to invade your hometown. Yeah, you little people. But as hypocrites at Martha's Vineyard, we don't we don't want them around. And they are. But it's all right now. Dot and dot They were dot. hauled off to Cape Cod. Liberal concern for illegals, it's a, it's a big facade. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's all right now. The National Guard was sent. Our fake concern, I wonder, wonder where it went. Don't do 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 ding. That is uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. I will feature, of course, this song that you just heard. On the uh, podcast for the show, which is called The Rob Carson Show. <clears throat> you can just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for all of the uh, digital platforms. If you would, uh, please subscribe. We'd appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Al in Pasadena, Maryland. He's been holding for a while. Must have something important to say. Al, welcome to The Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, bro? Mr. Rob, how are you, sir? I'm glorious, sir. What's going on? Uh, I'm a mid-70s Vietnam vet. Um, Thank you for your service, by the way. Member. Yes, sir. And um, I am to the point now where I am more than concerned. I am almost apoplectic. Yep. What is happening now is that the the left has, with their uh, optical delusions, have co-opted a message that was built block by block by block from the right. And they are pussyfooting around and responding to this. They... The, the, the poem by Robert Frost, The Two Roads Diverge in the Woods. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. The Democrats have taken the road less traveled. The, yes. the right has taken the political regurgitation road. They are saying the same damn thing over and over and over. Uh, Paley was a, an example of it last night. They lionize that SOB. They, they, they must have given him the, the chemical drugs that they he needed to stay focused <laughs> for a half hour. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the you're talking about the Joe Biden interview on sixty minutes last night. Absolute sham. Oh yeah. It was it was the dear leader all over, bro. It was the same thing that they do in North Korea to uh, the dear leader. It was the equivalent of Kim Jong il getting uh, five hole in ones at his first golf game and the media parroting that. It was the same uh, thing. I agree 100%. We have a little more than five weeks left, Rob. A yeah, little I know. more than five weeks left. Every second counts. Yes, and if they, I'm going to depart for one second and go against my own opinions here. Uh, I, I wrote a song for 9-11 on 9-11, and I've gotten one basic, two basic response. One from a chapter in New York that was called 2001 American Legion Chapter. They played that song, the original manuscript of which is in the Pentagon. Nobody other than Mark Levin responded to that, not Towers to the Tunnel, not anybody, with more than 50% of the proceeds going to warned warriors. No response at all from the local people. And by local, I mean the station that you're on. Okay. I, I sent emails. I sent. Well, that was that was twenty years ago, Don. So let's not rehash that. I have nothing to do I'm with not it. I don't want to rehash anything. Okay. All right. Well, let's get back to your point here. I, I appreciate your point. Let's keep it on point. Go ahead. Well, the, the point is that 
when the press secretary stood there and said what she said about the um, all of the stuff that happened under Trump that he yes. handed them an aborted situation, Ducey or, or somebody similar should stop, stand up and say, that is a bold-faced lie. Yes, sir. You, you can't, we're not going to let you get away with that. It yes, didn't sir. happen, and you know it didn't happen. Yeah, but I agree. I I do, Al. I do, actually. I got to run. Listen, I got to run. I thank you for your service, my friend. I thank you for your service. I have called him out. I, I have called him out. Uh, the, the fact that uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre has to have some, sign of, some sort of cojones, cojones, some sort of hubris to say the bull eh, that she has. And uh, trust me, I want to say it all. But FCC regulations and common DC decency uh, don't allow me to do so. Don't allow me to talk like I did to some of the really pissed off people that I visited with over my brother's poker run in uh, nine different uh, little towns across southwest Iowa where the F Joe Biden is painted on, on uh, corn silos, where people are angry, 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 and they're tired of the abuses and usurpations served up by the people in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden, he thinks that he's all put upon because he had to work at a swimming pool in a part of town that had more black kids than white kids. Who cares? I come from a place where you, if you want to make a living as a kid, you got to drive into Omaha, otherwise you work the fields like I did. That ain't hardship. Working at a swimming pool in the summer in freaking... What did he call home? He's got like six different homes. Scranton. That ain't hardship. That has done nothing. All he has done is sit in the upper echelons of power for 50 years. And what has he done for you and me? What is, what's better? How is Social Security better? How is the education system better? How is infrastructure better? How is all of that stuff for 50 years? That's been getting all these promises that have been getting Democrats and his sorry ass reelected year after year after year after year. What has been fixed? Not one damned thing. But they always got another program. And now they got a new program because all the other programs haven't worked. They're going to arm 87,000 IRS troops to come after you. We've had enough. We've had enough of this nonsense. We are going to drive these people out of power. If they try to steal the election, there's going to be hell to pay. But we're going to prevent that from happening because you're going to use this little thing you got in your pocket. It is a supercomputer with a camera app. You can broadcast live to thousands of people. Right now, if I went on Getter, I could go live on Getter and get a couple thousand people watching. It's that easy. So if you see malfeasance, if you see election stealing, if you see ballot box stuffing, if you get anything, if you're told you can't go in as a, as a sanctioned Republican GOP election observer, you say, bullcrap, I can. And you call law enforcement and you roll tape. And you be there all night if you have to at ballot boxes to make sure that they aren't lo unloading ballots or stuffing ballot boxes. We stop this now. And we end it on November the 8th. Here's your dear leader finally admitting after all of the abuses and usurpations that he served upon us and the Democrat Party served upon us with idiotic COVID restrictions that cost millions of people's their lives and it cost millions of businesses, at least hundreds of thousands of businesses, to be shut down by governments, by governments largely run by Democrats. Here he is finally saying, the dear leader, he's, he's laying like 
we should lay, lay wreaths uh, at his feet. He says the pandemic is over. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a... Oh, hail the dear leader and the glorious gift that he has laid at our feet. With COVID, we're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you know, We still got to make the drug companies a whole buttload more money on a worthless vaccine. No one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example. But it's kind of odd because just a week ago, the Biden administration is still enforcing masks, particularly on children. If you look at the community level there, you'll see there's different areas that are high versus medium versus low. Philadelphia is actually medium, so they shouldn't have uh, indoor masking requirements. There is a federal requirement, though, for Head Start programs specifically. Children in that age range, three, four, five-year-olds, Head Start programs specifically, they that they are continuing to wear masks. That's a federal requirement. Okay. If it's over, then uh, the masks go. And those people, like uh, Officer Brendan Fogarty of the New York Police Department, who asked for a religious exemption from the vaccine mandate and got fired, he needs to be rehired with back pay and benefits. I served for 20 years, and uh, (laughs) I went from being essential to being disposable from the mandates. And uh, my religious exemption was denied, and I received those threats of termination, and I retired. I would love to go back to my job. I normally get nervous when I speak in front of, in places like this, and I always say this prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It's amazing. This guy doesn't have a place on uh, Martha's Vineyard, but if there were a house on fire in Martha's Vineyard, he'd go in and risk his life to save the people in it. We're going to be on the right side of history. The people who are against us are against civil rights and religious freedom. We deserve to have our jobs back. I could fill this 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 crisis you have. Of Come on, Mr. President. The uh, the pandemic is over. People who can't figure out how to how to close this gap. Get rid of the mandate, okay? We'll get our jobs back. That'll that'll narrow the gap. Get rid of the mandate so you can attract more people who actually have values in their lives and will come and work in this city. Unlike the leaders in Martha's Vineyard. Okay? I never took this job to be rich. I took it to be secure. Okay? I knew I wouldn't get rich. But I I was told it was a secure job. I have four children and a wife. And then they say, it's over. I would have been better off becoming a Met or a Yankee, but I gave up that dream in fourth grade. Or a politician. All right? Fifth grade MVP right here. Good Shepherd Little League, all right? I had a shot. Not anymore. Okay? I gave my best years to this city. 20 years from Listen. 21 to 41. And then they take it away at the peak of my earning career. I made it to captain. I went through that process. You should, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Eric Adams is going to be on the wrong side of history. The people who look by are the same people who thought slavery was okay. Thank the same people who thought segregation in Shea Stadium was okay. Thank you. Thank you very okay, you segregated us. I was allowed to work in okay. this city, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant Thank in this city. Thank you very much. I was allowed to work through the pandemic, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant. Okay. I could wear the uniform, go to a burning building, okay. but not eat here. Thank you. What's very wrong much. with you people?
people. Trust the science. Thank you guys you. are tough. Thank you. Quiet. There's going to be hell to pay. There's going to be hell to pay. And they're going to have to pay it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Got a nice note from uh, Top Fuel Bill. He says, how you doing, Rob? You're doing a great job. He listens on our anchor station, WCBM. He says, after Rush died, they kind of stopped his show. I, I, I stopped listening to talk radio. Rush was a mentor for me for decades. Then you came along, and I stumbled across your show. been listening ever since. Thanks for not uh, letting Rush's, uh, Rush die off. And, and you know, I, I live every day to, uh, you know, to honor his memory, to be quite honest, and do my own show. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> So I'm sure Rush is smiling down on you. God bless you. By the way, I love your brother's poker run story. I'm a biker as well. Yeah, I went on a poker run uh, with my brother and his friends and my family in his memory. My brother Dwight was a big biker. And, uh, and it, you know what? It, normally, if you, if you would drive into a small town and, and you saw a, uh, the middle of the street lined with Harleys, and, and you would walk into a bar through a metal door, and you'd open up, you see a bunch of grizzled, badass-looking, middle-aged dudes with beards and vests talking about the different uh, biking organizations they bought, they, they belong to, you'd probably walk right out. But I didn't. I went and I hung around with them for, uh, well, nine different bars, and I got to meet some great people, and the great people have the hardest, roughest hands you'll ever meet in your life. Many of these people are veterans, and all of them think that what's going on in Washington, D.C., is as far removed from their life as you could possibly imagine. Kind of like Martha's Vineyard versus El Paso. And you know what I'd rather be? I'd rather be in El Paso. I'd rather be in those, with those guys in, uh, in the boneyard in Logan, Iowa. Any day of the week, I would rather be at the boneyard in Logan, Iowa. One more aside on this. My mother passed away a year and a half ago. My brother, Dwight, died three years ago. He was only 61 years old. And last night, we saw, or the night before, uh, in, in Logan, Iowa, the last stop on the poker run, uh, we looked up and saw the most amazing light show. I haven't seen a big thunderstorm in a couple of years. Probably climate change, right? And and uh, while the band was playing, while the band was there for Dwight's uh, poker run, the sky was lit up with a thunderstorm, and it never rained. The sky was lit up all around us, all around us, left, right, six o'clock, twelve o'clock. Five o'clock, or, 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 or nine o'clock, three o'clock, all around us, thunder, lightning, no, no, no thunder, just lightning, just a massive light show. And I'd say, you know, you can tell how far the storm is from you, you count, and, and each second means a mile. We never heard any thunder. And we never got any rain. 
We got a light show. I said this morning on my uh, family's email, there was all that uh, electricity in the atmosphere because uh, Dwight and Mom and Dad were all partying their asses off. And uh, the music wasn't drowned out, but the light show was there. Let's go to Don in uh, Salinas, California. Don, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, hi, Rob. Uh, I've got relatives in El Paso, Texas, and my brother-in-law can't go to downtown El Paso anymore because he says it's like New Delhi or San Francisco. Your car gets broken into. There's beggars on the streets. People are robbing businesses blind. And do you know why this is happening, why uh, downtown El Paso is flooded like this? Because the Biden administration is working hand-in-hand with the coyote. Okay, nobody seems to, they they watch these buses drop these guys off, but nobody watches where they go. There's vans and charter buses picking these people up and taking them off, and they disappear. Where they're going is where the coyotes are taking them. The, Absolutely. The Biden administration is in human trafficking right now. All right, listen, I got to go, Don. Thanks for the call, bro. I appreciate it, and I understand your point, and I actually I agree with you. On the way, Jason Miller of Getter. If you're looking for a place you could speak freely without the government getting involved, join. Stick around. your business what you do to our country is ours it's the rob carson show joining me on the phone right now is the ceo of getter social media jason miller jason welcome to the show how you doing my friend Rob, I'm doing fantastic. Great to be with you. I, uh, I'm uh, very excited about the uh, coming election. I'm very excited to know, uh, actually know, uh, the shenanigans, shenanigans, that's a kind word, uh, with regard to the FBI working with uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter to uh, shut down the, the Hunter Biden story before the election. Uh, you know, it was bad enough that they were just censoring us, Jason, uh, and, and Facebook and Twitter had a, a, a responsibility uh, to the American people and to their followers to at least offer the opposing uh, the opposing view, but they've abused that. That's why Getter has risen. Um, let me know your thoughts on, on how the FBI, the Biden administration, Democrat Party, literally worked with other social media to throw at least one, if not two, elections. Well, first you had going back to 2020, obviously the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, which is upwards of one out of six or one out of seven uh, Biden voters said after the election that they actually knew about what was happening on that laptop, meaning the foreign business dealings, not so much the goofy stuff with the feather boa. I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yes. it, it's, it's weird. It's goofy. But uh, look, I'm, I'm about free speech. If you want to wear a feather boa in your tidy whities then go for it. Like, I'm not going to judge. But this is really about the, the foreign business dealings. And in particular, the Biden family business dealings with Ukraine uh, and with China, where are the two hot spots in the world right now, Ukraine yeah. and China. So It'd probably be good if we had a full scope, not just of Biden, 10 percent for the big guy, but how much Hunter, James and Frank, how much they all the rest of the uh, the Biden family were making. So that would have been key. But then with the Biden White House, 
We know that the White House was directly working with the social media companies to go and kick certain people off to silence dissenters. And that's why this lawsuit that the attorney attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana have filed against the administration. They're getting a lot of this discovery. They're finding out that the Biden White House has been directing some of these big tech social media companies. And this is kind of 1984. Orwell may have been off by a couple of years, but he's not wrong in where we've gone to. Well, it also a new report is saying that Facebook has been spying on private messages of American users, reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government sentiment or question the 2020 election. Now, you'll notice that right now the biggest enemy in the world is not uh, China. It is not Russia. It is not uh, inflation. It is uh, Donald Trump. Uh, who hasn't been president for about two years, and an event that was uh, was not an insurrection on January the 6th. Uh, this crosses a line, Jason, from censorship to actually uh, reporting political speech and sicking law enforcement on people. And that is uh, 100% Stasi, 100% former Soviet Union. What are your thoughts on these latest reports? Well, you're exactly right, and it's it's sad to see the world's uh, leading democracy going slouch towards authoritarianism. And for all the finger-pointing we do with places like Venezuela or Cuba or uh, any of these countries that have a dictatorial-type approach to free speech, uh, Russia, China, where there is no ability to disagree or to dissent with your government in a legal capacity, and then we are actually weaponizing and politicizing law enforcement in the criminal justice system. This is really concerning because you're right when you said a minute ago that this is now becoming years in the making. We saw it in 2016 with the Russia, Russia, Russia We saw it all through the Trump administration. Now we're seeing here where it's being weaponized towards President Trump. And I'm just wondering, is there not one single FBI agent who maybe on their on their day off or if they had their plate cleared uh, of other to do's that wouldn't maybe follow up on the Hunter Biden laptop, for example, or his his foreign business dealings or not registering as a foreign agent? I'm just asking for a friend here. Exactly. And the interesting thing is, uh, thank God there are some whistleblowers who are stepping forward. Thank God there are some in the uh, in the DOJ who are willing to step forward and, and uh, shine some light on this. Uh, and, and then, of course, uh, as soon as that happens, Merrick Garland issued a threat to anyone who would whistleblow, which is something you are guaranteed by the Constitution to be able to do. And now I just read this report this morning. Uh, the President Biden is uh, pressuring the FBI to fabricate extremist and white supremacist uh, cases. This, according to the Washington Times, for current and former FBI agents told the Washington Times that uh, the perceived white supremacist threat is overblown by the administration. They are demanding action against white supremacists, but literally... The, uh, the, the, the demand is outstripping the supply of white supremacy, which means the Biden administration is trying to pigeonhole Trump supporters and white supremacists to go after them when they aren't. It's all been a giant lie. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's not even just there. I mean, take a look at the Biden administration saying that there were going to be 100 million new cases of COVID uh, back during the spring because they <laughs> yes. wanted to scare people into lockdowns and uh, and scare them into being fearful and just submitting to government control. And then Joe Biden does an interview with Scott Pelley and, hey, guys, pandemic over. Uh, we're all good. Like, yes. Sun's out, guns out. Don't worry about the mask. Uh, you know, just keep vaccinating in perpetuity and you're going to be fine. But we cured it. It's gone. And so the way that Biden for all these so-called sensibilities where he convinced the media and the media then convinced the many in the American public that if we just had 
uh, more dignity and elegance and grace in the White House, the world goes back to normal. Instead, <laughs> the world is in chaos. The country's in chaos. Uh, I am glad that Joe Biden cured COVID. Maybe he gets a Nobel yes. Prize for that. Yes. Uh, but I just want to know what happened to 100 million new cases and now it's cured uh, because half the time Joe doesn't even know what day of the week it is. Um, and so it's not as though he went and did something. But look, the way that this administration, whether it's our free speech rights, uh, whether it's control over what we actually put into our bodies, whether it's our safety, whether it's our economy and our own hard earned money, it's all being used as some aspect of political manipulation. And uh, this is terrible for our institutions uh, as well as our bottom line. Meanwhile, inflations go through the roof and gas is crazy expensive. You know, you're uh, uh, a lot of uh, Trump supporters, including Mike Lindell, have been targeted by the FBI 40. Uh, uh, 40 warrants to search, uh, basically uh, blanket searches on uh, former Trump associates. You are a former Trump associates and you are the double enemy because you've created a uh, rival social media platform that does not pro- uh, uh, provide propaganda exclusively for Democrats in the Biden administration. Uh, what sort of headwinds have you faced with regard to uh, being a Trump associate and uh, the leader of Getter, the new social media platform? Well, of course, there's the harassment from the January 6th committee where we saw Liz Cheney uh, effectively try to enact political revenge uh, against anybody who's ever been around President Trump. And really, their goal here is to try to scare people away from having some involvement with President Trump if he runs again in 2024. And there's you see the media also uh, just working overtime to try to brand anyone who worked for President Trump or in the orbit as being some sort of enemy of the state. And uh, it's, you know, the pendulum swings pretty quick in this country. And what's going to happen here is then Republicans take over and many Republicans will say, look, they were doing it to us the last two years. Now we're going to do it to them for two years. And this ends up being just a race to the bottom. I think it's bad for the country and bad for democracy. And but because the media, the mainstream media is always with Biden, it's only bad. Uh, if someone on the right is doing it. But if Biden and the Democrats are doing it, well, I mean, that's just their right. <laughs> now, Jason, um, Getter is getting ready to monetize, and this is a big deal, and I'll tell you why. Uh, well, certainly you know why. But but for instance, I, I knew a, a man who he had spent about uh, half a million dollars of his own money to attract uh, millions, of, uh, I believe it was 29 million viewers, or no, 19 million people to 29 conservative sites, and they all disappeared on October 31st of 2018. Most of them were conservatives. So their money was gone. They had no recourse, uh, either legally or financially, to what they did. I know that Getter will not do that. But tell me about uh, the ability for those who have been deplatformed, demonetized by Facebook, by YouTube, by uh, by Twitter. Um, tell us about what you're doing with Getter. Well, really excited to announce here. We'll be doing it formally in a couple of weeks, but okay. we're going to start monetizing on the platform. So that means whether there be ads that pop up or pre-roll videos before we see some of our great live streams, which, by the way, we're up over 250 million live stream views wow. since we added that feature last October. Yep. But here's the thing. This means a lot of people have been deplatformed by their platforms because they can then monetize on Getter. But it also means uh, that content creators will be able to keep more of their money. We're going to come in at a, at a split, an equitable split for content creators that's better than any other platform out there. Wow. And so allow people to keep more of their money. It keeps the user experience fantastic. And again, it's about building this community of content creators because we want people to say, uh, whether it's Rob Carson, whether it's Steve Bannon, whether it's other people who you like. And again, it's a global platform. 
getters a place where you can find it, and we're going to make it so people can actually support themselves based on the shows and the content that they're doing. Now, you've invited a lot of people to join Getter, and they have not done so, but I, I believe Gavin Newsom did, right? Is he on Getter? Uh, he's not. We need to get him on. Okay, okay. Uh, but you don't have any problems. You're not saying Joe Biden can't be on Getter. You're not saying that uh, whoever can't be on Getter. You're saying, bring it. You are welcome. You will not be. Allow your thoughts to compete in the arena of ideas. Yes, and in fact, I've held uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris. I've held their accounts for them, so no one, no trolls yes. can go and get them. And so they're they're waiting. I've held Nancy Pelosi's. Uh, it's waiting for you, Nancy. Uh, I would love for you to sign up now. Do I expect them to do it right, right away? No, but guess what? As the government or the media starts to crack down on our leftist center friends and their free speech, they'll be looking for free speech outlets. We'll be here for them. We want everyone to join. Jason Miller of uh, Getter is on the phone with us. So, And I saw you, I think you were talking about that on Newsmax last week. Uh, you are literally, and i got to tell you, this is very big of you, to literally hold Joe Biden for Joe Biden. So you don't have to go down the road and get the real Joe Biden, the, the you know, this is me, Joe Biden, whatever. You're saving those so nobody can command those and act like they are that person to propagandize toward their political viewpoint which is done on facebook and twitter by the way right and we've held actually thousands of accounts of prominent uh, people in the center and center left as well as people on the center and center right people in entertainment so if they do join the platform they can get the same name that they have whether it's on instagram or twitter or other places um and look you can have parody accounts that's fine but you just can't have imposter accounts uh, that's something that we don't allow for. I, I absolutely I absolutely love it. So um, how's the global reach, by the way? Because I, I see you all over the place. You're, you are you are posting from, you know, wherever the hell. Uh, how's the global reach? How's the acceptance to this, uh, this freedom of speech platform versus Facebook or Twitter being accepted in other countries other than the United States? It's going really well. Our top three markets being the U.S., Brazil, and the U.K., um, he, with Nigel Farage coming on oh, board, yes. our UK phone oh, yes. really exploded. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan Tate coming on board. So we've seen a, a massive UK explosion. Uh, Brazil, of course, we have President Bolsonaro, uh, who I'll see here in New York tomorrow. Uh, and then in the US, of course, we continue to grow. It's about 50% of our user base. The next big one that's coming up, Australia, which Ooh. is actually our seventh largest country. Uh, I'm going to be traveling there with Nigel Farage all of next week. We're going to be wow. doing a bunch of different events and see if we can't continue to grow. Australia, but we've had a, a big, uh, big growth explosion with Australia in uh, in recent weeks, it. especially with Andrew Tate and Nigel coming on board. We're going to see if we can't go and make it even bigger. And also the uh, the nonsense that they went through with their leadership uh, as far as COVID, uh, COVID not only there but also New Zealand, just as totalitarian as you could ever expect. And I thought uh, I thought Australia was a little bit more into rugged individualism, but I guess I was wrong. I think it's I think it's great, Jason. Um, you know, I have got a Facebook account. They deleted my main account the day after the election with no recourse and no explanation purely because they didn't want me posting about the election it's very obvious uh, but you know as soon as I download my pictures from my Facebook page that I've collected of my family for years I'm deleting the accounts I'm done with the abuses I'm done with the nonsense Jason and I hope that my listeners will consider uh, just giving up just giving up uh, Facebook I use Twitter just for video clips for my TV show other than that I'm done with it but Getter I, I just I, I wish you the best Jason, where can people find you as far as social media uh, so they can they can find you, learn a little bit more about Getter? 
Absolutely. Getter.com, G-E-T-T-R.com, or the Apple Store, the Google Play Store. And my handle is at Jason Miller in D.C. Come on board. It's a fun experience. I actually look forward to opening up Getter every day to see what's new and who's on there and who's posting. Uh, And I no longer have that feeling of dread when I look at platforms like Twitter (laughs) or Facebook. It's just social. We're making social media fun again. All right, my friend. Have a glorious day. Godspeed. God bless. And we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you, sir. All right. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's The Rob Carson Show. Sir, are you committed to running again? Or are there certain conditions that have to be right? Look, if I were to... I need to be alive. ...say to you, I'm running again, all of a sudden, a whole range of things come into play. That like, are you going to be alive? I have... Uh, requirements I have to change and move and do. Like a heartbeat. In terms of election laws. In terms of election laws. Oh. And it's much too early to you make. you got to change election laws if Democrats are going to win. That kind of decision. I'm a great respecter of fate. And Man, he must have been on double, double his meds because he was almost, almost like clear. So what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job. And within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here, going into next year, make a judgment of what to do. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Look, my intentions, I said at the beginning. I can't remember. Is that I would run again, but it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I've run again? That remains to be seen. Now, uh, my wife's grandmother lived to be 99 years old. <clears throat> and the last time I visited her in the hospital, a glorious woman, by the way, a wonderful person, and uh, and she said, uh, you know, uh, of her, you know, the amount of time she had left, she says, well, I'm not buying any unripe bananas. Uh, Joe Biden, yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly I wouldn't buy any uh, bananas, unripe bananas, if it were just, uh, you know, dependent on his mental acuity, the completely, uh, you know, dying. Here's a little bit more from Joe Biden. He says uh, there's a reason why people are unhappy with him. It's not his fault. Your approval rating in the country is well below 50%. And I wonder why you think that is. Well, Scott Pelley, uh, he sounds very astute and he's able to uh, enunciate his words quite well, even while he has his lips very, very, very puckered to kiss Joe Biden's. This is a really difficult time. We're at an inflection point in the history of this country. We're going to make decisions, and we're making decisions now. That are to uh, kick your ass out of office. We're going to determine what we're going to look like the next 10 years from now. I think you'd agree that the impact on the psyche of the American people as a consequence of the pandemic ah. is profound. Think of how that has changed everything. He's blaming all of the crap he's put you through on the pandemic that he uh, inflated. People's attitudes about themselves, their families, about the state of the nation, about the state of their communities. And so there's a lot of uncertainty out there, a great deal of uncertainty. Remember that analogy I made earlier about your dog making a mess? Uh, and, uh, and people used to rub their dog's face in it. They thought that was somehow a great way to discipline the dog. It's stupid and cruel, by the way. But Joe Biden's doing that to you. He made the mess, and he's rubbing your face in it. Oh, and here he is uh, being asked about uh, being unfit for office because, you know, his brain is broke. Come on. Which leads to my next question. You are more aware of this than anyone. 
Some people ask whether you are fit for the job. And when you hear that, I wonder what you think. Watch me. And please give me a nice tight sound bite that we can edit to make it sound like you're lucid. I mean, honest to God, that's all I think. Watch me. Watch him. If you think I don't have the energy level. Of- yeah, he, he's got the energy. Just listen to him. This is the first two years. He's together. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other by giving. Well, yeah, you do. But, uh... Vice President Biden, the Me Too movement has forced a cultural reckoning around the issue of sexual violence and harassment. Oh, that wasn't the, uh, the correct soundbite, but you've heard him speak the last couple of years. His brain's gone. You know it as well as I do. Stop making messes and rubbing our faces into it. We're kind of sick of it, to be quite honest. Let's take a break, come back, wrap up the show. This is the Rob Carson Program. All right, so we, uh, we didn't get to everything today. Tomorrow on the show, Joe Biden is pressuring the FBI to fabricate white supremacist and a- extremist cases against Trump supporters. This is the newest affront to you and me. This is the latest reason to throw him from office on November the 9th. Guys, have a glorious day. God bless you and your family, our first responders, our veterans, the unborn. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Hang in there. Be positive. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.